Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a ton to get into because the NBA is in a frenzy right now. NBA draft tonight. So we'll preview the NBA draft, get into what the Rockets, what the Spurs, well, we know what the Spurs are going to do, what the Mavs and the Rockets are going to do. Spurs are no mystery in this draft, even though uh, they're going to lead off the NBA draft. So we'll get to that discussion. But right now, all of the uh, the fireworks leading up to the NBA draft is what we'll discuss. A lot of trade talk, a lot of trade rumors out there in the NBA world. So we'll discuss it all and break it down. Also, we'll get into uh, some Dak Prescott sound. Dak Prescott was on with the ticket in Dallas. Uh, we got some of that audio, so we'll talk some Dallas Cowboys and hear from the face of the franchise, Dak Prescott, and get into some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. And also, uh, we'll get into a, a pro football focus, ranking the best quarterback rooms in the country. So we got a lot to get into. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas. But decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hardball Harge. What's going what on, it brother? do, what it do. It's a Thursday, one more day till mm. Friday. And you know we always have a good time on Friday, but we also have a great time mm. on Thursday. So I'm right. excited about it. And I can't wait to talk about this NBA situation. You know I'm a huge <laughs> Dak man, so you know what I'm saying. I'm, I can't wait for this conversation as well. Haters, start lining up because that is my man Dak. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babies. I appreciate the intro, as always. Uh, my man Patrick is on vacation, well-deserved vacation. Uh, but we are well taken care of, and we're in great hands because uh, the real MVP, while he's been out, has been my man Jack, and we appreciate him. What's going on, Jack? How you doing, brother? I won't lie. I'm coming in. I'm, I'm rattled. I'm shook. Marcus <laughs> Smart getting dealt overnight. Chris Paul is a Golden State Warrior. Brandon Miller might fall to the fourth pick in the draft. <laughs> Ooh. Woj and Shams have me in shambles. <laughs> and it's only going to get worse. Or better. Or Dave Dollar's on the block, or I think. Better. It's going to be a crazy night. It is going to be a crazy night. This is just what the NBA wants to dominate all the headlines. Uh, and my man Jack is around the money. So we'll get to it. We, we won't waste any time uh, because he's right. There's a ton to get to. And I don't even know if we have enough time to address. Because I'm sure during the show... I don't know if it's a black Blackstrom's prediction, but that's going to be another. I don't know if it's a Woj bomb, NBA, uh, you know, blockbuster trade, whatever it be. I guarantee it's going to be another big-time NBA headline in the four hours. Well, that's probably not a bold prediction considering NBA draft is tonight. Uh, so we'll keep you uh, abreast of everything happening with the NBA. Uh, you can be a part of the show. Do it on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at, uh, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Jack is at Jack A. Farrell, and that is uh, like Colin, not like Will. Boom, boom. boom. Okay, there you uh, go. Uh, and I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. You can hit us up. Okay. Ooh, so let's try to keep up with all this, gentlemen. We so, can't. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's try to make sense of it. I, Got I'm, I'm going to work backwards here, all just right. from the most recent news, and then we'll mm-hmm. work our way uh, to the, oh, man, the Porzingis and the, the Marcus Smart thing. I mean, it's just, yeah. And and there's some other like trade rumors out there we got to get to as well. Yep. But I, I think we had discussions here, gentlemen, hell, 
probably uh, throughout the the last week or so um hypothesizing where cp3 could go yep and he i think we talked about him going to the rockets spurs spurs was one of the teams that's right that's right we're trying to put him everywhere we're trying to put him everywhere pretty much um but now we know exactly where he is going to end up um he's going to end up with the golden state warriors uh, Sham Sharani are uh, reporting earlier today uh, that Washington Golden State uh, were close to sending uh, Chris Paul to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. Got rid of that Jordan Poole Jordan contract. Jordan Poole. That's uh, right. And then he updated that Warriors were sending Jordan Poole a protected first round pick in 2030 and a second rounder in 2027 to the Wizards for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that and uh, Gold, also um, Golden State is also trading a 2022 second rounder, um, trading t- 2022 second rounder Ryan Collins to yep. Washington as part of the pool CP3 deal. So that's just kind of just throwing some added value on there uh, for someone. So, all right, gentlemen, what are your thoughts about this? We'll get into all the deals <laughs> that have been made because it's, uh, it's yeah, let, let's make a deal season in the NBA. Uh, Chris Paul with the Golden State Warriors. <sighs> Would do anything for you, Arch? Not at all. Not at all. He's a point guard, an, an aging point guard. What do they have? An aging point guard. But he can shoot. Chris Paul cannot shoot like uh, Steph Curry. He can't. He's not a game changer for an organization at this point where you've already got guards in this situation. Now, a lot of people will always say Jordan Poole. I don't know if that was worth the trade. I do believe it's worth the trade because Jordan Poole needed to go. Well, in the contract, in the contract that you just got, and you just got, you just got Draymond to say he turned down the offer sheet, declined the player option. Now you have. Uh, Jordan Poole, who throughout this past season seemed to be disengaged. As Jack said to me earlier, he got punched in the face. But ever since then, he was never the same player. He had his (laughs) moments. He had things that was going on. And he didn't seem to fit what the Warriors were trying to do moving forward. If you go back and you replay some of the incidents that's happened this year, him White waving off Steph Curry after Steph was trying to dap him up. Him coming to the bench, not talking to Draymond, rightfully so, because he did punch him in the face. But (laughs) the entire way that they were rolling this year, Jordan Poole looked like he wanted to be anywhere but Oakland, San Fran, wherever they're at now. He did not want to be with that team anymore in what better way. And, And this was after he got his bag, too. Remember, that was the conversation. Everybody was like, oh, man, he played himself into a great contract. Yeah, let's go. And then all of a sudden, he goes out there, and he is looking like hot garbage and not playing well. So for them to clear that, to clear their locker room of that, it was something that they needed to do. So I'm looking at Jordan Poole, and I'm saying, all right, you're good. Now go to to a place where you just lost Bradley Bill, so -hmm. you need another scorer. Now you can take over number three because Bradley's gone. So you, you can, can get just get, walk get right fly in. as you want to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you become that you, guy. You're the guy. You want guy. you to be the guy. And now you're yeah. going to get yourself exposed too because now you can't hide behind a Steph Curry. You can't hide behind a Klay Thompson. You can, you're not the other guy. Yeah, you're a the, feature guy. Yeah, so the top defender is now Locking focused on you, you instead of the third best defender on the team. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's always it's like sometimes like we talk about the slot receiver, right? When you get in that slot and you're like, oh, we got to find that mismatch. Put that little slot mm-hmm. guy in there. He's going to mismatch him. Yeah, you're not that mismatch no more. Now you're the feature. So now their main focus is going to try to take you out. Boom. There it is. So I think this is good for, for Golden State in the sense that they got rid of Jordan Poole. But it's bad in a sense because I don't know how you're planning on using Chris Paul. Yeah, Jack, what are your thoughts about the trade? I like it for Jordan Poole. Yeah. He gets to go to a place where he's going to get his. Um, he was fantastic in his contract year. Uh, it was bad last year, but, you know, I think he was a, a leading candidate in the this guy needs a change of scenery brigade. Mm. I don't get it for the Warriors unless you're just dumping the Poole contract. You that included a, a, a heavily protected first-round pick, so... I, I feel like the Warriors traded a pick and the better player, which I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's going to play uh, defense in that backcourt. I worry on the fit and Jordan Poole in Washington. That's cool, but I I don't really get it for Golden State. I know they have a new GM, um, Mike Dunleavy. Yes, former player as well. Yep. I I could see them. Uh, I know Chris Paul is on a partially guaranteed deal. He has a thirty million ish dollar salary the next two years. I think eighteen million of that is guaranteed this year. The next year, it's fully non guaranteed. Right. So they would be able to just cut him uh, with without a cap hit. Uh, and I think they have about a week to decide whether or not uh, what to do with Chris Paul's contract. Including the pick makes me think that he is likely to stay. But otherwise, right. well, there's I, a report just that just it. came out right now that said that. Uh, you're talking about CP3, correct? Yeah. yeah. They said the Warriors won't they said won't waive CP3 and they are looking forward to partnering with him mm-hmm. for to make a championship run. Well, that'll yeah. be a fun old guy team. That That's what I'm saying. Good. Like, well, yeah. To me it says basically that we we obviously aren't privy to everything that's happening behind the scenes with the Golden State Warriors. Um, but I think they wanted to get with a new GM, mm-hmm. I think, and there were different reasons why Bob Myers decided to part ways with the Golden State Warriors. I do think they were trying to disassociate themselves from what may have been toxic elements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. within the culture. Correct. And if you are going to try to give it one last championship push, right, and with, with the old guys— as Jack mentioned, because they are aging. So it's just going to be one last run if you can. And you're going to try to fine tune this thing around Steph and Clay and then some of your key cogs. You got to get rid of the toxicity. And I do think Draymond Green probably wants to go somewhere where he can be appreciated because uh, he gets a lot of the negative, a lot of the, the negative perception of really the Golden State Warriors is associated with Draymond Green, period. He created that. And it is. I'm not saying he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. But I think he, he, want, I think he wants to go somewhere and kind of reinvent himself a little bit. Uh, I think he's and you know, who knows where that is going to be, too. And that's why the Jordan Poole, the contract itself was toxic, <laughs> um, especially yeah. when they we talked about the salary cap restrictions growing much harsher with the new CBA that kicks in July 1st. And then also, I think Jordan Poole behind the scenes, like you just pointed out, Harge, uh, so astutely that, yeah, man, it, it, we, that's stuff that we saw. But I bet behind the scenes, it was probably much worse stuff. Maybe now some people are sympathizing with Draymond Green and punching him in the face. It's like, oh. <laughs> Well, maybe exactly. he deserved to get punched right. in the face. I'm not sure. Right now, he looks a lot more punchable than he did at uh, before. So, um, I, I don't, I'm with you. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's going to work. What the Golden State Warriors are doing? It, not at all. I don't believe. Yeah. Now I don't think this yeah. is even 
close. Now when you're looking up at Denver Nuggets, this is not going to No, this is not going to move your meter. No. there's. I mean, what athleticism is he going to bring? He cannot guard mm. Jamal Murray. Uh, he cannot guard uh, Bruce Brown at this point because Bruce Brown is athletic. You're too short to try to go cover Michael Porter. How are you going to match up all these guys with what you've seen in Denver? And who's going to guard Jokic? Think about this. Don't forget, they just got rid of Wiseman also. He's gone. And that was the guy that they drafted a few years ago. I think he was damn near number one overall. Number two. Yeah, he was at the top of it. He hadn't done anything. He hmm. hadn't been on anything in the league at this point. Matter of fact, he was spending most of his time in the G League. Now you just paid Jordan Poole to trade for uh, old, decrepit Chris, Chris Paul. He's decrepit now? He's decrepit. He went from old, old, decrepit? When you start getting injuries. What is he, the crypt keeper? He is. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Decrepit. He's decrepit. <laughs> I mean, you start thinking about what is going on with the with this league and the athleticism that is there. Chris Paul, great basketball IQ, never doubted it, one of the toughest Great leader, dudes. too. Great leader, great one of the toughest dudes in the league, but he's yelling from the bench now. Like, your coach, you might as well put on a suit every week and start coaching, be part of the coaching staff. They need to put that in his contract. I'm a player coach. Maybe that's part of what they want. Maybe. Maybe, but Maybe, remember, of it. they've been going at each other for years. They've been battling each other for years. Respect. Him and Steph have been going it's at called, each it's other. It's respect. And now you're going to try to put them in the same backcourt where where the minutes going to be divided up at because you don't and, have anything. Listen, it'll it'll work in the regular, Always, in the regular, in the regular season. It'll work because these two guys are Hall of Famers. The question is, in the playoffs, will CP3 even be available? No, this may be so. a mood conversation. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. Decrepit. Even. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going decrepit. He can only be there for so long before he, he breaks down. He only got so many reps before he breaks Remember down. Remember how you told me yesterday? Yeah. What about this load management? You think they're going to be on load management? Yeah. This dude is definitely on load management. No question. There's, um, yeah, he. he I, I think I, he came in the league with Steve Kerr. I think it's clear the Golden State Warriors run is done. Very clear. Right, uh, that's, and I think that's why Bob Myers said, "I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> I've been a part of Myers. some success. I'm out. Well, of here. And, and I think Bob Myers was smart. He looked at that new CBA that they agreed to that kicks in July first, and went, "Oh, the way I just built the Warriors, I can't build a championship contender that way anymore." No, he can't just the game has changed. Overspend so much. on the luxury tax and outspend everybody, and decide no, we'll make it back on the other end once we win championships. We'll make all the money back. The, the nine figures back that we spent in luxury tax, we'll make that back on the other end once we win a championship. And they did during the run, but that was under a new CBA. And yep. this one, that's why you start, you could see even more moves. We talked about it yesterday. We said you can see a lot of moves. That was the predictions from a lot of the insiders because mm-hmm. a new CBA is handcuffing these uh, teams in their team-building uh, restrictions and the way that they can go about it in relation to the salary cap. And it's not just the salary cap restrictions anymore. Now they're they're doing a lot of different extreme taking extreme measures to force teams to go about it a different way and not just violate yep. the salary cap. No doubt. Yep. So uh, we'll get into that. I can give some more details about that story I, I read in Forbes. It was really interesting. So let's get to the other NBA trade yesterday. We'll give you the details that have been finalized now on the Bradley Bill trade, too. That just came down about an hour ago. Yep. So the Boston Celtics, the Washington Wizards, and the Memphis Grizzlies 
a gentleman agreed on a three-team trade uh, last night. It it almost fell apart. I thought for it a little did. while. It did. The original I, one did fall apart. So the original, yeah, it did. The fall original apart. one did fall a, apart. Find another partner because of Marcus Brogdon. Yeah, because of Mal- him. Was a, Malcolm Brogdon. Is it Malcolm Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Because of him. That's why the deal originally fell apart. His yeah. medicals did His not His medical come back clean. was terrible. Mm. So, and remember, he was out for a while because he was dealing with some injuries too. For and he still won six men of the year, by the way, which is amazing. But he he obviously met the quota to be able to be in enough games. Yeah. So he met the quota for it. But yeah, that is why the deal fell apart. It's a Carlos Correa situation. Exactly. They're like, uh, <laughs> no, man, we're gonna sign you for a lot of money. Oh, uh, no, we're not. Uh, hey, Go Mike. back to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota doctor said I was good. Yeah. Yeah, well, the other doctors disagreed. Exactly. Right, so they uh, they finalized another deal. You're right because they put Marcus Smart in this deal. Yep. Uh, so uh, they agreed a three team trade late yesterday to send uh, center Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Marcus Car uh, Marcus Car Marcus Smart <laughs> goes to the Grizzlies. Marcus Car hopes. <laughs> His dream comes exactly. uh, Marcus Smart goes to the Grizzlies and guard Tyus Jones to the Wizards. Um, as part of the deal, Memphis is sending Boston its first round pick in uh, this upcoming draft, the 25th overall selection, and the Golden State Warriors' top four protected first round pick in 2024. Uh, sources said the Celtics are sending the 35th pick in Thursday's draft, in today's draft, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, to Washington, and the Celtics are sending Danilo Gallinari and center Mike Muscala to Washington as part of the deal. Yeah. But essentially, your main pieces are Chris Desperzingas ends up going to the Celtics, Marcus Smart ends up going to the, the, the Grizzlies, um, and Tyus Jones to the, the Wizards. Yeah, that that is that is a very interesting. I, um, I love it for the Celtics. It's a good deal for the Celtics, man. And then the Wizards are pretty much finessing everybody out of uh, out of contracts to be able to start over and then try to build their organization the differently. Oh, one hundred. I don't know who's going to be the one that they're going to get <laughs> this year because I don't think there's a needle in the haystack with the Wimby. But it's this is their this is what they've gotten for the trade of Bradley Bill Kristoff. And uh, Chris Paul, this is what their roster is going to look like. Jordan Poole, Ryan Hollins, Landry Shamit. Yeah, that's Shamet. the three. Yeah, the yeah. three point shooter that played well. Tyus mm-hmm. Jones, I like Tyus Jones. I thought he should have. I thought he would have been one of the better oh, yeah. players in the trade. Good point because he's a doggone good point guard. Mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari. Remember, we were yeah. talking about him the other day about how I forgot he was even on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Because he got hurt as soon as he got there. <laughs> Former Spur. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you start looking at that. You said the number 35 pick uh, this year's draft. They got the first round pick in 2030. We were talking about this earlier. The kid's in the seventh grade right now. Who Pretty they're much. going to yeah. get. Yeah. And then seven, seven second round picks. How often do the second round picks, Nikola Jokic, uh, become that superstar in the league? Where everybody's like, oh man, y'all got a bunch of second round picks. Do you think that a lot of these picks are going to end up being you can uh, package them up and in get another first. trade to try to go get another player? Or try to get a first or try to get a yeah. player. You can package yeah. them up. I mean, the there's just so much devaluation in for in a NBA draft picks these days. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I don't know why they've kind of dropped so precipitously in value. They, they shouldn't, but uh, teams don't really give a damn about. <laughs> Right, their draft picks anymore. It, it doesn't. They're gonna yeah. try to go get somebody else, yeah. but 
where are you going to find them? I know you got a little bit of capital, but it ain't that much anymore. I think that's going to change. Actually, the new CBA, when it kicks in uh, July 1st, will help change that. Guys, the teams will have to value their draft picks a little bit more. It forces you yeah. to, to go through home more homegrown, organic measures. I'm glad you measures. keep bringing up the CBA because oh, I, I, I slip every once in a while about it. Oh, yeah. 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 No. Matter of fact, here before, because uh, we'll get into it a little bit later on. I'll give you some of the details. You might do it, mail next segment. We're making some audibles because the NBA is kind of dominating the headlines. Uh, but uh, I do think that Chris Tesprozingas move by Boston, and by the way, it was necessary. They had mm-hmm. to do it. Um, man, it was a good move. Remember, I told you yesterday that I was hoping the Rockets would look you at Chris Tesprozingas, at- and I went back and did some more research on his numbers. So last season, he was twenty twenty three eight and two. All right, in terms of his averages, um, 23 points, 8 rebounds, two, uh, almost 3 assists, shooting damn near 56% from the field and mm-hmm. almost 39% from 3. I mean, I didn't realize he was such He's a, good, a freak. The three-point shot. He's only 27. Yes. It, you know, based, and here's another number, too, because I didn't realize he had been so effective this year from three-point range. 39% three-point shooting on catch-and-shoot three-pointers. Uh, 47.6% on corner threes. Mm-hmm. He's been great. Basically, you're talking about one of the most efficient players in the half-court game in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Special. Based on all the analytics. So if he can stay healthy with what Boston has, it's going to be their last push. I love what it does. I love what it can do to kind of diversify that offense. That is why when you start looking at the – they were trying to have the future – of the Dallas Mavericks. Remember, it was supposed to be Luka Doncic and Christoph Porzingis. They went and got him. And then Porzingis, again, was never healthy. Mm-hmm. He was never a healthy player. And he had that bad knee. He was like that when he was in New York. He kept getting hurt. So if you can keep him on the court, those numbers, amazing. He can shoot it. He can play D. He's a rim protector. He can do a little bit of it all. But again, is he going to be able to complete the task and be healthy enough? I don't need him to pay. We've been talking low management again. I don't need him to play 80 games. He I played 65 him, last year. Which was great. Yeah. Which was, I think, besides his rookie year, maybe. I think that was the first time he played that many games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, it was the most games he played in a season since his second year in the league. Second year, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's my, that's my yeah. point. The talent has been undeniable. You got a guy that's a freak like that? Yeah, he looks good. That's what the Mavs were thinking. That's what they were thinking. That's why they're like, him and Luka? Oh, my God. It was just more of a bad match with them, though, too. It was a bad match. And they both like to play on the perimeter, too. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting night tonight because it's not over. And we were talking about it earlier. We believe that Dame Lillard might get traded today in the middle of all of this. Mm, It could happen. Yeah. Um, But, I mean – that's what I love. So I think there's a this. lot of things in yeah, the that could happen. Yeah. We can get into a ton of the hypotheticals. I want to get back to the uh, the trade though, because Marcus Carr, oh, sorry, Marcus Carr, you want to call Marcus Carr? Marcus Smart going to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, I think, is honestly really impactful. You talking about a really immature team? Oh yeah, very good for the Grizzlies. Yes. An adult in the room, right? Back to back Defensive Player of the Year winners on their team now. Culture with guy, JJJ, and, and he does Marcus not Smart. take any crap. From anybody. Yeah. You got no. someone that no. this may be the guy that can tell John ja Morant. Yeah. He um, totally fits with that culture. The, the Memphis basketball culture, the grit and grind. I mean, Marcus Smart and Memphis just makes sense. 
I love that. I love it for Memphis. I think it's good. I think it's actually, like I said, I think it's, it, you're right, on the court makes sense because mm-hmm. they play a lot. They, play, they want to play great defense. Now they got two defensive juggernauts on their team. Um, but culture, I think, is the big thing holding Memphis back. And I think it's a great culture acquisition. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah, he is the guy that really can be, you know, the in, he can be a positive influence on a lot of those younger guys who right now have had the wrong kind of influence. And even for John Morant, hopefully coming back a little more mature mm-hmm. um, after the the suspension. And they needed a point guard while he was out. And yeah, yeah. they traded Tyus Jones. Logis- logistically, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's the 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 move makes sense for Memphis, and it makes sense for Boston. And you know, so it may be one of those trend that those trades is kind of a win win. Yeah, for everybody involved. I'm not sure about the Wizards. I think they're just tanking. So yeah, for them, that, that, they are definitely tanking. <laughs> it's just yes, yeah, it's, it's a that's why job. I got to start looking at 2024 draft to see who they trying to get. Because <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, it, and we don't even know who's going to be available in 24. I don't know. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I think at this point they're just saying, you know what, we're going to tank. We're moving on. We'll man. see where yeah. we'll see where we get. Yeah. Um. But that's uh that's that's the other trade that took place uh yesterday in the NBA. As Harge mentioned, we're expecting some other trades to go down here in the next four hours in the NBA. Oh. So we'll talk about the NBA draft a little bit. And matter of fact, we may audible a little bit on the show, too, depending on what news comes down. Uh, but there are reports that the uh, the stock of one Brandon Miller is dropping. Mm-hmm. So we got to get to this because um, a lot of people thought, oh, man, he may be drafted number two overall. Um, and now there's talk that his stock is dropping. Uh, we'll talk about why that may be. And. He's doing a lot of talking. Oh, I'm like that's that ding He's ding ding. That's his talking. <laughs> I don't know if the talking should be the thing that's dropping draft stock, but He's doing think, a damn good job at he's, it. He's <laughs> the, the, the 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 trash talk that uh where it's directed, I think, is probably where the conspiracy theories will start mm-hmm. as to why his draft stock I'm is with dropping. You. So we'll get to that. We'll do that next segment because uh that is a big draft related story. Also, uh we'll get to some uh Dallas Cowboys news notes and nuggets. We got some sound audio. My man Jack got of uh, uh Dak Prescott uh from the uh, the ticket. He did an interview with the ticket talking about the new look offense for the Cowboys and Talking about really a new experience for Dak Prescott since he's been a professional, mm-hmm. uh, being without Zeke and being without Kellen Moore. I mean, to the basically to his BFFs. Come on, man, on that the dude, team that dude mature, man. Uh, man. I know he's this might, Hey, this uh, might be what you need. Sometimes you got to get rid of them hanger on. He's the he's the most tenured quarterback in the NFC. Come on, man. Talk about, about that. Talk about it. Let, Talk about it. Let that sink Talk in for a second. Um, uh, old man Bucky moment yeah, for you. Yeah, I'm like, that what is phone, happening? phone just going I'm off. like, what is happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back. Old we'll man Bucky. <laughs> I'm like Chris Paul. I'm decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> decrepit. Oh, I love that. That was a nice, that's a nice word to throw in I'm like, man. you like, man, you put that, him out there I like think, that? I think Chris Paul would be very disappointed <laughs> sad that you described him as decrepit. Hey, go out there and stay healthy What for the full season. And Chris Paul, and I won't call you decrepit no more. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get to some more NBA news, notes, and nuggets. Also, uh, we'll talk some college football, too. Pro Football Focus ranking their uh, top quarterback rooms in the country. They got the Longhorns pretty high. We'll discuss that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 The Horn.
right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It's a new theme Thursday, and that's when my man Jack plays songs that are supposed to provide Harge and I with clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. It's the first clue, Harge. You got you got the band. Did you do you have the cl- the theme? Is your name Michael Diamond? No, uh, I was thinking. I was like, I was like, wait for that to hit. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna throw something random out there because the NBA draft is tonight. It's a draft. It has something to do with the NBA draft? Nope. Nothing to do with the draft. I kept it separate. Ah, ah. I don't want to give y'all anything to go on. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. you did a doggone good job because you gave us nothing to go on. Um, can we ask the name, like the name of the song? It's the Beastie Boys with "Shake Your Rump." Shake your rump. It's a good jump. That's a good okay. jump, right All there. Right. Shake your rump. We'll good try job. to do better next time with the next clue for a new theme Thursday. So you have and nothing. Jack is on keeping this us one. on our toes. Um, no, I have. I need more to work with. In okay. There. Yeah, I got nothing on that one. It's hard to go on the first pick. That's uh, that's not fair. Yeah. I'll give you all more. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you, you're doing your job. You're doing a damn good job. It's up to us to rise to the occasion. Uh, I'll see. Hard is writing it down. He's he's writing down the clues. He's the. We're basically two detectives in the detective movie. He's the one that's gonna write. He's the right stuff. Ironically, he's the one writing stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> when, in our hypothetical detective movie, that's right. We're a duo. He's gonna be writing something. We down. gotta play opposites. Yes, you know what uh, I'm saying. You, have you ever watched uh, True Detective? Yes. All right. What, you watched all you the first are, one. I watched the second one. I didn't watch the first one. You didn't watch the first one. Would you watch the second? What, what is wrong with you? I try to do things, but I like Grease Two better. I like you Grease like Two Grease better. better than Grease One. <laughs> and you watched True Detective Two, but yeah. that part one, the first one is the best one. Uh, that's the only reason they made the other ones, and yeah. the other ones don't even stack up. You talking about you didn't watch the one with Matthew McConaughey and the McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, one of the great kind of di- you talking about the the chemistry. Of I don't those do things two. easy, right? One of the best kind of duos with on on screen chemistry that you can have mm-hmm. with Woody and Matthew, and you didn't watch it. You you must watch it. I will watch it. You must. I've watch got it. time. You must. So watch I will it. be able to watch it. I need you to, and then you. Okay, will, that will be my that will be my review for you. Yeah, and you will understand why I am so adamant. Okay, bullish even that okay. you watch this. I'm going to remind you weekly okay. about this to make sure. Yes, if right. I, I had the DVD set. If you want me to borrow it. Oh no, I'm good. I, I got. That's I got, how. That's how hey, devoted I was to it. I got Max. I know I got Max too. No, that's what I'm saying. But back in the day when there was no Max, yeah. when it came out, I bought the DVD set because I liked I got it that Max much. Now, so I can go ahead and watch it online. You uh, know well, you need to. I will. I will. Right. I'm, I look. True. Oh, you writing that down too? Detective. <laughs> season one. <laughs> season one. You watch season two, but not season. One. Yeah, because I was trying to check it. I was trying to check it out, and I was like, ah, it just doesn't seem Did right. Did you like season two? It was fair. Exactly. It was fair. I gotta go see. I gotta go see what's up. Man, I gotta go see what's up. You need to watch. You can't believe you wasted your time with season two <laughs> without watching season one. Hey, Come man. on, man. I try to. I try to bounce outside the box. I don't want to love everything that everybody else loves. It's like listening to the second Chronic, but not the first one. Second Chronic was pretty dope. It was. Did I like you know? It wasn't. It wasn't like, it wasn't like number one. But like somebody said, I never heard the first Chronic. He's like, you never heard the first one, but I love. I like the second one. Then what? What do you mean? <laughs> Chad. Chad liked the first one. Even if you don't. He found out. You gotta listen to the first one, the, yep. the original. I got you. I'm with you. Hard. Love Grease. <laughs> You've seen Grease one. I, I have. Exactly. Yeah, but, but I love Grease two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, somebody else had hit me up on on Twitter too, and they were like. You right, Harge. I like Grease 2 better than Grease 1. Oh, y'all are just out of control. Michael. 
Another Michael? <laughs> Are you sure is that is that you? <laughs> Tweeted to myself. <laughs> yeah, I think his name's Michael. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet it is. Uh, okay, let's get to this uh, this news about Brandon Miller. Uh, he is for those who don't know, uh, Brandon Miller was the player from Alabama. A lot of people thought he'd be you know second overall pick in this draft. And there was still reports that he would be the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. Well, recently, um, there seems to be some type of, you know, maybe there are more rumors than reports, uh, but there seem to be some momentum that there could be other uh, players possibly picked at that number two overall pick. And prior to today, I think um, it was pretty much a majority uh, vote or at least a majority opinion that he would be the number two overall pick. So, one of the reasons, though, some people are hypothesizing as to why his draft stock is dropping. He's done a lot of interviews. All these guys are doing the interviews. They're way too rounds. many. And let's get the the first one. Let's get the one where he's talking about. He's asked about the goat. Um, where he's asked about his his, his his opinion on the goat. And there's a couple of questions in here. So we got the whole thing because you got to hear the end of this too. I know. So don't so don't don't lose focus. For the end of the clip. The end of the clip is important. You'll hear the question about the GOAT and he gets into that. And the end of the clip is also very important. So here is uh, Brandon Miller. Um, and he was on, this is, this is via Bally Sports. And uh, here is him being asked a question about uh, the GOAT conversation. Brandon, you said you were wearing black and red at the draft, right? Jordan wore black and red as a member of the Bulls. Here's my question, unrelated to that. You're young. Older people, young people often have this LeBron and Michael conversation. I'm not going to ask you who's the greatest because that's old. But because you've been in Michael's presence and because you grew up liking LeBron, as a young person, do you feel like that conversation is just overdone? No, because I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the goal of basketball. I think my goal to basketball is Paul George. So, you know, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. That's it. When you talk with Michael, what is something? Was that when you went through your draft process? Was that the first time you met him? Well, definitely. That's my first time ever seeing him in person. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely exciting, you know. He's Michael Jordan, so uh, yeah, he'll jump on the free throw line, the shoes that we wear all the time. Yeah. It's kind of exciting to meet him. What is something that you took away from that as far as just meeting him that, like, some people say, wow, like, he chews gum like this. Wow. This dude's just dissing MJ all over the place. Diss LeBron, too, by the way. Diss he LeBron, does, too. He, he giving it to everybody. He, he giving it to everybody. He got some of that smoke. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. This is, okay. The thing about MJ, first of all, about missing the free throw, before we get into this conversation, there's another piece of audio we got to play real quick. This is separate. All right? That was from Valley Sports. This is separate. This is him on Sirius XM NBA. And play the audio for us, Jack. I think they got fit in great due to the fact fit in great. They got Melo, Mark, all the other guys. I think Melo's a great passing point guard. Uh, I think with my scoring ability, I think that duo or trio would, would be great. Um, definitely, definitely, I, I definitely take pride on the defensive side. I think that that could play a big part in just winning ball games at, in Charlotte. Um, and I can say working out in front of Michael Jordan, I think 
think all people would think I would be pressured because, you know, of course he's Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan was never the guy I grew up watching. Um, kind of grew up watching Paul George, so I think Michael Jordan was just a regular guy to me in the gym watching me work out. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely cool meeting him. Uh, he definitely sounds like how he sounds on TV, <laughs> always trash talking. So I just really had a, a fun time with him. But you also mentioned within that that he's just like he is on TV. He's talking trash. So that, what did he say to you? Uh, he, he told me I was just a shooter, <laughs> just shooting threes. Uh, so I mean, it's nothing with him. I, I know I, I know my my talents and my abilities. Uh, you can't really let Jordan get in your head, you know. It might make him feel good and make you feel bad. So uh, kind of talking trash back to him. I witnessed him airball the free throw too. So wait, so J- Jordan airballed the free yeah, throw? I always have that. I always have that up against him. How did he, was he having a, a free throw shot? How did that happen? Was he having a contest with him? Just with him? It's him just being old. It's him just being old. You, been old. you better hope he sells the team or you might uh, be on the bench there. Lace him up. Lace him up. I love oh! it. I love it. What is that? He's just being old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, and so the conspiracy theory now is that MJ is so petty. Because there's a report that MJ's still making the pick. Oh, my gosh. There's a report out there that I MJ that is still going to make yes. the pick, even yeah. though he's selling the team. And that MJ is so petty that this guy's – he may be for other reasons, too, but this is one of the reasons, though, he's definitely dropping off the Hornets board or dropping down because MJ just I, don't like him. No, he's dropping off. <laughs> he's already taking him off. You know why? I took that personal. He took that personal. <laughs> I took that personal. He took it personal. That's right. You think uh, he's tanking it? You think he just doesn't want to be in Charlotte? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, want they have to be a bad. There. They have a bad history. That's they are a awful. great point too. Maybe yeah. he's brilliant. He's Maybe he like, wants to go play with Dame, but Dame's not going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that Magic Johnson uh, gif. He's yeah, like, exactly. I ain't going to be there. <laughs> I, I <ain't> gonna be there. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. That's another good conspiracy theory. Maybe he's brilliant. He just doesn't want to be in Charlie. He's like, listen, if I talk enough trash, MJ is such a psychopathic, competitive freak <laughs> that mm-hmm. he is so, such a such a petty one too that he'll. You know what? He will take me off of his board completely if I talk enough trash about him right. to him. And if I tell people, because MJ probably told him, "Don't tell anybody I missed. I airballed that free throw." He's like, you tell anybody I airballed that free throw, I'm not gonna draft you. And MJ probably was serious. Oh, you know he <laughs> and, was serious. And, and he was like, "Okay, that's, yeah. that's actually that's what I was doing." That's Thank what you, because now <laughs> you put me in the right position. Matter of fact, I like Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we got to get into this conversation. Yeah. Just, what the hell is going on with this young man? I am Paul George, man. Oh, they asked him about they asked him about the MJ LeBron debate about the goat, which is reasonable. Yeah, and then he diverts to I think Paul George is the goat for him. He's like, man, I don't like either one of them. And then he mentioned him again yes. in the other interview. Yes. Well, okay, is he trolling us or what? Does he love? What did Paul George do for him? Are they from the same well, hometown? If you watch, if you watch the way he plays, he plays a lot like him. His game is kind of off of the the. You know how Kobe was Michael. He everything from chewing the gum that they talked about, the way he walked, the way he tried to carry himself. Go back and watch Paul George and look at Brandon Miller and tell me you don't see identical people. Some people are idolized by different walks of life. That's right. That's true. That's good so for him, that is the guy that he he most saw himself possibly being in the NBA because everybody may think that they can be Michael, but they can't be. Yeah. You know, Kobe was the closest thing, and that's why Kobe walked, carried himself, okay. wore the wristband, did everything. Had to had – 
psychopath, and somebody just called me for liking grease too, the psychopath mentality, the competitive sickness that you talk about all the time, maybe Brandon Miller's competitive sickness in his mind is I want to be just as good or even better than Paul George. Oh, young man, you should be better than Paul George. But you that's should, what I'm saying. But I, I understand what you're saying, though. You yeah. see certain players and you find, I don't know, you some type of commonality yeah. um, or that you like or that you know you have in common with yep. them. And, uh, yeah, you kind of attach yourself to them. I get it. So that's where, I, that's where I'm going to think and why he looks at it because a lot of people idolize certain people. I get what having, I say about my son. He loves Russell Westbrook. He does. Loves, loves him. And I'm but Russell Westbrook's been an MVP at least. Yeah, Paul yeah, Paul, Paul George, George has not. He was an MVP finalist in 2018. Yes. And I, I get having a favorite player. Yeah. But then he said, Go. you're lying. That's like that's a lie. Yeah, he brought he, up, he's, he's never he's, won an MVP. He's never won a championship. He doesn't have the all NBA. The the quantity of all NBA teams is as as all these other guys. My favorite player is PJ Tucker. I went to see him at the Irwin Center when I was a kid. I love PJ Tucker. That's great. But but it you, would be a lie if I said B.J. Tucker is the greatest player to ever do it. But B.J. BJ Tucker is somebody that you can relate to and you could probably pattern your game after him. So for him. He's not the GOAT. For him he is. No, that's the thing. He did say from, it's my GOAT. But that's, that's right. He did say mine. It is a form of delusion, though, that you think <laughs> for everybody Paul else, George yes. is your GOAT. Yes. I agree with but that. But that's a good point. Maybe he, just because he relates to them and he thinks they have a lot in common. I haven't done the research. Maybe they do have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, Paul George has got to get this guy. Doesn't Paul George have a podcast? And Paul George also. Podcast P. And podcast he also has, okay. he has a Let's, signature chew, shoe, too. Somebody said he chews the gum like this. That's right. <laughs> he does. Okay, well, we need. I, I need Paul George to reach out today. This, I know this clip <laughs> is making the rounds. This guy is he's based. Is there a bigger Paul George fan out there? I don't think there is, besides his be. family. Besides, besides Paul George family. Okay, besides his family or somebody who's had relations with Paul exactly. George. Exactly. I need to know if there's a bigger <laughs> Paul George fan out there than this guy, Brandon Miller, who is nope. who is saying he's my GOAT, my greatest my of all time. Goat. It's not... MJ or LeBron or Wilt or Magic or yep. name somebody, Oscar, you know, Big O, whatever. Kareem. No, I don't think there is. Shaq. No. No. Nope. It is. He's saying that it's Paul George. No doubt about it. Paul George. Paul man. George. That's my guy. I expect a podcast with them two on there together. It's very similar. Yep. And maybe it, it, we'll see if Charlotte drafts Brandon Miller. Th- that 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 is the biggest question that of is the big night. Question now. That is it. Because I don't know. Is Brandon Miller? Is Michael Jordan that petty? Yes, he is. To we say, know he you is. know what? I took that person. We know he and is. And he'll probably say it when he goes to the and microphone he'll say after the it first out interview. Loud that uh, you know what? And I didn't air ball that free throw, man. I told you that. <laughs> I was trying to pass the but he probably he might go up there and instead of yeah. announcing the pick, he'll, yeah. he'll just explain himself. Yeah. Actually, I was trying to pass the ball, man. I told you that. He's like, what are, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Right. Uh all right, we come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful for nothing horn. All right, welcome back to a new theme Thursday. Are right, we got to go on some about big booties and bootylicious? Yeah, about fat rum. We got shake your rum. What we got? And then we got what is this one? 
What what is this? So what's the theme? This is Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. You got it right. Yes. This is a Thursday full of songs about butts. Yeah, I like that. Boom. Beautiful thing. It's a great. It's thing. a beautiful theme. I like that. There you go. Across all genres too, yeah. everybody can appreciate. Yeah. A voluptuous. If you booty. play some Lady Wilson, I'll be real happy. Um, I don't know if he's talking about people with butt, nice butts. Oh, he's just butts. talking about, oh, I thought it was going to be Cardi B. has to be about I go- butts. I thought it was going to be Lizzo, Cardi B, who else? Megan Thee Stallion. But no, yeah. I think the song is about bootylicious Okay. That's Maybe. on the list. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bootylicious should be Beyonce. Yeah, that's what it's about. I like that. Good job. Good, Good job, job, Jack. Jack. Uh, on yeah. a new theme Thursday. Uh, it's all about songs about the badonkadonk. Um, so, I mean, we can guess like three of these easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know when you're going to throw Sir Mix-a-Lot in there, but is, is Sir Mix-a-Lot the greatest song of all time about Baby Got Back. Certainly the most iconic, I would say. I would say That's the most well-known. Easily. Yeah. How you like them? Um, Real thick and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's easily the most iconic and one of my favorite uh, uh, karaoke Songs, if they got, because it's in a lot of karaoke places randomly. And everybody will you sing do the intro. You. Everybody will sing it with you. <laughs> the Valley Girl intro. <laughs> no, I don't. Do, well, I think I don't know. It depends on I don't know Who the, kara- the karaoke yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. like if they have it in there, uh, I'll do it. But yeah, uh, it's not a karaoke favorite. Anyway, uh, but thanks, to my man Jack. New theme Thursday, all about uh, big butts. I do love big butts, and mm-hmm. I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. Um, can't trust because you other brothers can't deny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's go. Go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms, and you can go check out the flex day. Remember, the Wednesday night flex was yesterday. Uh, was a great Wednesday night flex. As a matter of fact. Uh, we got a chance uh, to meet uh, one of the, uh, the the flex. Mason Cochran was the quarterback from Round Rock. The big was, fella. Y- yeah, he is. <laughs> Solid. I can see why people are recruiting him at the next level to play linebacker. Yeah, he's got that kind of mindset, he, too. Man, he, yeah, he looks like a grown man out yeah. there. Um, and uh, he was on the show. Uh, they also have some other special guests. You can go check out the replays of the flex at flxatx.com. The head coach for the Taylor Ducks was on there. He yes. was outstanding. Former huh. Two five five. He's from Temple. Oh, right. Now nah, he's the Taylor Ducks coach. So it was a, <laughs> it was a great interview. Fun, fun, lighthearted interview. But he wants everybody to know that Taylor is on the map. So the come map, out huh? there and support. Nice. Yeah, like that. Um, okay, so uh, we'll get. Uh, you can get to that and all of the of the replays of the flex Wednesday Wednesday night flex at flxatx.com. Go to flxatx and all your social media platforms. Also, if you want the schedule of the seven on seven state tournament, which is down in Aggieland, uh, the schedule is up at flxatx.com. Also, all of the flex area participants and also the pods and the pools uh, they're going to be playing in and different brackets they'll be playing. And all the information up at flxatx.com. All right, we come back. We'll get into some Dak Prescott sound. Dak Prescott was on uh, with the ticket, did an interview. Uh, we pulled some of that audio. So we'll talk down the Cowboys on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.